Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have Constantine Maroulis. In this episode, Constantine talks about his music, American Idol, the Broadway shows he's been part of, and his upcoming show with Foreigner's Journey at the Stadium Theater in Woonsocket on April 16th. Hey, what's happening, world? It's your boy, Constantine Maroulis. That's right, your mom's favorite American Idol finalist, your two-time Tony-nominated Broadway star, and you are listening to... Lipstick perfect You got yourself together, girl All right High heels, fry feels Madonna in a dominant world Shaking off that bitterness I do remember It took some time Y'all remember it took some time Here to be your witness At the scene of the crime So criminal Here I come Slip on something comfortable Oh yeah mm, She got the bad beat on fleek I think I'm caught just sticking out your tongue So, so, so swimming in the playfulness You know I hate it when you tease to be uh, a recording artist but also an actor and and pursue you know musical theater and whatnot after I finished at 
the Boston Conservatory. I was at Williamstown as an apprentice, and I met Michael Greif there, the famed uh, Broadway director of Rent, Dear Evan Hansen, so many great shows, and he cast me in Rent. And uh, I went and did the Broadway tour of Rent for a couple of years on the road, and we went to Japan and all over the world with it. And then I needed a job. I needed a gig. Um, I had heard of American Idol at the time, of course. They'd had a couple of seasons, uh, but, you know, this was... 2003, 4, 5, you know, I didn't use the internet the way I do now. Uh, uh, we didn't DVR shows, you know, I was working around the clock at the conservatory, then I was on tour. Um, you know, you heard about it because it was a big part of pop culture already, but I just needed a job and you know, I went and auditioned with an old girlfriend and uh, my life definitely changed. I mean, I, um, I they saw something in me early on and they you know, made a big deal of my story, me leaving my band. And as an actor, I, I played it up pretty good. And it was pretty great. You know, back then the show was on from, geez, like January to June. So it was a lot of TV time and, um, and a wonderful, wonderful experience for sure. Well, what was the story about you leaving your band? Yeah. Um, I, they made a big deal out of that when I first got there to audition. You know, I had been to open calls as a as an actor before, certainly with Rent, before I actually ca was cast in Rent. I don't know if you remember when Rent was so big, it was the Hamilton, uh, if not bigger at the time in the, in the mid to late 90s into the early 2000s, they would have these big open calls in different cities. And everyone thought they, was, they were going to get, so every freak, you know, <laughs> performer would, would like turn out and they'd, they'd really have thousands of people. So I had been to a couple of those and certainly been to open calls for Broadway shows before at you know at, at studios in new york so i just kind of went there on business you know i but i was fresh off rent tour i had like my bleachy kind of long grungy hair my leather jacket and they just had the camera on me right away they're like who are you and i had this i guess cool name to them it was different um and i was like you know i'm i'm in i'm, I'm in rent or i was and i have a band they're like well does your band know you're here you seem like you're kind of a hard rocker um this is american idol you know it's kind of pop and i say well well, you know, I need a job and no, they don't know I'm here. Well, what happens if you make the show? Will you quit the band? And uh, I go, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and then that ended up being like a huge part of the premiere episode where like 30 million people watched me break up with my band in Brooklyn and Ryan Seacrest <laughs> like storm into storm into my studio. You can find this all online. It's totally insane. Um, and everyone, I remember when the premiere aired, I think we were still doing Hollywood Week. Like, because, you know, a lot of it is sort of pre-taped and stuff. So so the, 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 the audition start airing while you're like taping hollywood week right mm -hmm. um because that's that's how that's tv magic so i think we all watched it together those of us that were still like in play and i remember everyone just giving me these looks like holy crap this is like a 30 minute segment of this guy <laughs> and it was just an interesting thing because they had never done anything like that they'd never had rock and roll that i was an older guy you know, they had just bumped up the age. Well, how old so, were you then? 406. <laughs> um, no, I was like 28 or something. And that was old? That was old. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> so, um, so sure enough, you know, um, you know, look, I'm an actor. I, I played it up. They played it up. It was great television. And... You know, there was, there was, it was just wonderful. You know, I mean, we, we were like the Backstreet Boys walking around. Like it was, we were so famous at the time. It was crazy. But then, you know, I, I, look, I grew up in New York City and in, in New Jersey and 
college in Boston, you know, I, I have street smarts, you know, I've been doing this a long time. So I knew that I had to turn this that opportunity into something. And I knew that I wanted to, yes, make records and stuff, but I really wanted to get to Broadway. And that's where I met the original producers of Rock of Ages. And we, we built one of the greatest, you know, titles in Broadway history together. So for me, that's a lot about that's that's what Foreigner's Journey really is to me, and what I bring is sort of an extension of um, the Idol experience, my my Broadway sort of uh, rock stardom and Rock of Ages, and of course we've been through Providence with with the show and whatnot to get to celebrate that great music that lends itself so well theatrically. Um, with with Farner's journey and to bring what I what I did with Rock of Ages to it has been it's been awesome and I think coming at it like a long pandemic and a shutdown people just want to hear the hits man they want right. to hear they're like don't bore us get to the chorus <laughs> you know so um so it's been great and um you know I know the band has been uh to the state um the stadium theater before but uh not with me so it should be a lot of fun so uh what were the songs that you sang in rock of ages i know they were they were mostly like pop and rock hits in that song and that in that musical yeah i mean it's sort of um and we kind of broke the mold as to what broadway shows could be you know and certainly opened up um the experience to people that maybe had never been to a broadway show before but they loved them some poison and some bon jovi <laughs> and journey but it's so brilliantly crafted. The original company was very special. It was, it was a magical time. You now, know, were you in the original company, or you, did you come afterwards? No, of course. I originated the whole thing. I co- I'm like a co-creator on the show, the original company, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, I got the, the Best Actor Tony nomination. Oh, I thought and, that was for uh, Jekyll and Hyde. No, I got that for that, for that too. <laughs> oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Um, but no, this was um, yeah, it was the original company, and we we transferred, we, we opened it off Broadway in 2008, but in in a pretty big theater, it's like 400 seats for off Broadway, and then we transferred a few months later directly to Broadway, and we ran um, nearly a decade. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So in Rent, what character did you play in Rent? I played Roger, the um, of course uh, uh, Rodrigo from uh, the uh, adaption of uh, La Boheme. Um, he is the you know tortured artist who's you know whose lover died of uh, of AIDS, and he's he's stricken with with AIDS as well, and he just wants to kind of write one great song before he dies. Yeah, I can see you be, playing that role. That, yeah. yeah, back in the day, you know, for sure, it was a lot of fun. You have an album. You have just one album out, or is there more than one? It's until oh, I'm I have an album that's out. Uh, one in particular that's bit, that was out more recently. It's called. Uh, it's it's a solo album, Constantine Marulis, Until I'm Wanted. That's the and, latest uh, one. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, before that, a self-titled album, Constantine, came out shortly after my Idol um, experience. I put that out independently uh, through a label at Sony, but um, on my own label. Uh, we called it Sixth Place Records. And uh, I still hold the name of that company for my production um, stuff that I do, whether it's producing some other shows and uh, and whatnot, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But until I'm wanted, really, um, you know, putting out an album over the shutdown not ideal. But <laughs> I uh, did you record it during the shutdown, or is it just put I out there? I finished it. I, I I really finished it um, then, and then we're like, this this thing is ready to go. Let's let's get it out there. Let's give someone something to you know distract and um, all about you. The single that I co-wrote with Sam Hollander, one of the 
biggest writers in the business. I mean, you know, Panic at the Disco, you know, so many great hits he's had. Dear Friend, we co-wrote this sort of power ballad in the vein of like Sam Cooke and Steve Perry um, about our love as New Yorkers for New England um, oh. and me falling in love up there and whatnot. It's called All About You. Walked on a wild girl Didn't care that the sparks hurt Boston was love for the young and wild Hitchhiked to Cape Cod Prayed to wild God Crashed on somebody's dead beach in the night Play at Sirius and uh, did uh, really well with the streams and 
Um, already working on a new one, but you know, just been so happy playing with FJ and just out there again with the fans. I mean, we've been selling out shows. Uh, we play, as you know, you know, big theaters, and we've been doing shows with Live Nation. And I just think, you know, yes, I love to play my own music. I love to do musicals and be like a purveyor of other um, material and stuff. But there's just look, I'm synonymous with this kind of mid '80s with with Rock of Ages, and um, it's a great gig for sure. You know, we have some original um, uh, projects in the works with um, uh, a new Broadway show about Alan Freed called Rock and Roll Man that's uh, slated for, you know, the next season or two. The guys are so great in FJ. They all are on different projects. And for now, we're playing a lot. But, you know, if something comes up, we'll we'll take a little pause or who knows, maybe maybe they'll work with someone else for a little while. I think that's what's pretty cool about it. It's sort of this uh, evolving, I don't know, ecosystem. Uh, we People can come in and out of it. We can add to it. We've we've performed with with dancers and uh, and and production and experimented with it being more of a. Uh, a big review kind of uh, almost like a musical as well uh, and then sometimes we're just playing just a straight rock show so it's been a lot of fun for sure what's the band constantine and the frequency does that the band you broke up with or is that a current band that you have on the side that is sort of um that was a kind of um that was birthed at pandemic when <laughs> there were a lot of jersey shore kind of venues that did not shut down and that that there was a demand for like a party band so it's just a bunch of great jersey musicians and me playing like you know some of my stuff but a lot of kind of top 40 and rock and roll and it was just sort of a down you know I, i'm sure you know what down the shore is like in new mm, jersey and all yes. there's so many bars and, and this, there's a lot of beachfront you know kind of venues and not playing 2000 seats at you know theaters throughout the northeastern new england um but it's it's just fun to be up in the face with people again down in atlantic city down in lbi um we don't actively um it was sort of a pandemic band i have to say but we might do some other uh, some other stuff um basically it was me solo but just playing you know a bit more like top 40 stuff so uh where where do you call home these days um i have a home in the city i've, I've been there um over 20 years in new york city um i was born in brooklyn um but i grew up in new jersey in wyckoff new jersey very um sort of quaint dutch uh old suburb uh, kind of farm town um an affluent area you know my parents didn't have much but you know they 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 provided you know a great community for us to grow up in and i i've since moved back here and got a house and i'm raising my daughter here i have an 11 year old in the school system here in wyckoff so um she's just thriving and you know i'm 16 miles from like Times Square and uh, but it's just a whole nother world for sure you've also acted in films I, I see you had a film called Dark State either side of Midnight and Fifth Borough now where are those where can you see those films yeah you know for me um, those um, kind of came when did those come they, they're out on streaming services um, you can find them uh, they're, they're, you know, small independent films, those three in particular. Um, you know, it's always fun to get to do, you know, sort of a small film because you're there for really the passion of it. You know, there is um, another film that we're really excited about as well 
that's uh, due out, I think, next year. That has actually some some very notable actors in it, but I, I can't really say yet. Um, but the other films are, were just kind of fun. You know, I knew the directors. They, they invited me to be a part of it. You know, you're like, bring your own lunch. You're, you're kind of <laughs> bringing your own costume. Just the experience of being on a cool little movie set, you know, a grungy, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollar film, maybe a half a million dollar film has been pretty cool. But, you know, I've been on some big sets. I did a lot of episodic work from Madam Secretary to, uh, you know, all the Law and Orders and Unforgettable and, and, and whatnot and some stuff like that. But, you know, definitely the live theater experiences really were my passion is. Where did you, what did you play on Law and Order? Did you play a bad guy? I've played, I've been in all the Law and Order. Oh, really? I was in Special Victims Unit. Um, Yeah, I was a pretty bad guy. And then I was like a hairdresser being questioned in the last season of the original Law and Order. Now it's back. That original Law and Order is back. Um, I I can't even remember. You know, it's like it's like you're you have you have to be a part of Law and Order if you're an actor in New York. You know? Yeah, I seem to f- I seem to see that. It seems like anybody who's anybody in acting winds up in Law and Order at some point in their life, whether they want to or not. I think it just kind of sucks all the actors in. It truly does, and I tell you what, even the even the old ones, they still hold up. Oh know? yeah, yeah, they totally network, do. Network TV, it's it's tough. Network TV now to compete with the level of writing and talent that they have, assuming <laughs> and at cable, and you know, network, you know, like channel two, four, five, and seven. I call it here in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, CB, whatever. You know, they they have a wider audience. They have to. You can't get too you can't get too I don't know too too artsy in uh, on those so it's they're pretty middle of the road kind of stuff um, and they're fun because they're big sets and they're such a machine but you know to work on a series at like Hulu or Netflix is certainly the dream for sure. One of the things I read that you produced was a uh, production of Spring Awakening. Oh uh, yeah, actually the Broadway revival of it. Yeah, um, a few seasons ago with Deaf West. I don't know if you know that company, but it's a deaf acting company out of uh, California. And it's interesting because I just watched the Japanese film Drive My Car that's up for all these Oscars this year. I only just got to see it. Uh, I actually finished it this morning. And uh, it's a lovely, lovely film. Um, and it reminded me of Deaf West because um, it's a, it's sort of a show within a show, Drive My Car, where this actor is um, directing um, Chekhov's Uncle Vanya and one of the actors is deaf and um, she signs her dialogue and that's what Deaf West does. Deaf West is an incredible company. They've had a lot of shows on Broadway from Big River, which won tons of Tonys, um, to Our Spring Awakening. It's not it's not usual for a Broadway show to have a revival so soon after it uh, closed. Um, you know that Leah Michelle originated uh, John Gallagher Jr. and um, and the gang. The original Spring Awakening, so beautiful, directed by Michael Mayer. You know, but this production, about five years later, completely reinvented with deaf actors and hearing actors and in a way it made Vedican's uh, Spring Awakening the play more more alive than ever the storytelling was was clearer than ever because it's about basically you know parents that that shelter their children and they don't listen to their they don't teach them anything about their bodies or life or sex and they sort of have to find out on their own and with with that um, comes, you know, some dangerous uh, predicaments and situations. So something so interesting 
about the adults being hearing actors and then the children being deaf actors. And uh, and for every deaf actor, there is they sort of have like a hearing second, you know. So if the um, the Vendela, the lead girl, she has like a sort of like a spirit that follows her who who sings her part while she signs it. Oh, it's just okay. so beautiful. And Michael Arden directed it. Um, and when I heard that there was going to be a revival, I wanted I wanted to be a part of it. So I helped them raise a ton of cash, and uh, we killed it at the Tony Awards and. Um, so that was a lot of fun, you know, um, just, you know, for me, it's, it's not an, an everyday thing I'm a part of, but anytime I can be a part of something so beautiful, um, I'm interested in, in producing, uh, stuff I'm passionate about for sure. So I was watching one of your videos and it was a video called try. Is that your daughter in the video? Uh, it's not my actual daughter. No. Um, but it is, uh, an actor who was cast to, uh, to play my sort of, it's sort of based on, uh, you know, some, some real events. Uh, speaking of Law and Order, it's a little ripped from the headlines, if you will. Uh, but no, she's an actor, and the uh, the the woman who plays her mom is an actor as well. Do, does your daughter appear in any of your videos or any of your productions? Uh, no, just on my Instagram, you can see her pop up once in a while. But she she um, thankfully uh, she's gorgeous and super talented. But thankfully, she doesn't have like the true passion for this, like I do, or her mother. Who, as a professional dancer now more of a choreographer teacher but she is talented and the agent will call her for certain things you know um and we'll take a look at it you know it's not it's not a priority like when i was 11 years old i that's all i wanted to do was sing and rock out and i mean i love sports but for her it's kind of like you know a little bit of a like to have to like put something on tape or audition for something you know so many parents would kill to have the agent she does and she didn't even have to try it just happened hmm. you know you know i mean literally uh, there's stage moms out there that would like cut someone to have this. um she's like i will cut you um so I, I i try to make that clear to her like she had this big audition come in yesterday on a sunday due this morning and it was not a little thing. It was it was an, a very involved self tape for a, a mega commercial, and I swear my my self tapes for huge directors are not as in are not as intricate as, as this. So hmm. you know they they don't care. They're like, and it's due tomorrow. It's like why why is it due tomorrow? But um, they don't really care. So um, so she got it done and it looks great. And she, you know she won't think of it again. She won't be like, Daddy, did I get it? Like she doesn't care. Oh, that's um, good because it, it could stress you out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So she's got today. She goes right from school to like three dance classes. <laughs> Tomorrow she's in so uh, travel soccer all afternoon training. Wednesday she's in private tennis. Thursday back at soccer. Friday at soccer. Saturday she's in the city doing dance again. And Sundays we have games generally with 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 soccer. So um, she's she's pretty action packed as for a fifth grader. And next year she'll be entering a, a middle school. So it's a lot. How do you keep up with that with your career, man? I I, I take it no other way, man. I, I, I there's there's no other way I'd rather have it. So sure, you know, um, the last couple of years I've been home a great deal, um, so it's been easier. But there are already you know a myriad of sort of opportunities going forward that might take me away for some time. I, I mentioned a film that I'm supposed to shoot later this year that would take me out of town for some time. There's some touring opportunities, and we just make it work. We make it work. You know, um, we have. A lot of help from my sister and from my mom 
um, and, and my daughter's mom is great. And, you know, if we have to, you know, when we need to hire a nanny or something to help us out, but we, I, I make it work, man. I just make it work. I'm, I'm doing, um, I have a, a radio show at WABC here in New York, 77 WABC. I've been doing uh, work with them for um, most of the last year. And now I'm doing um, more of their Red Apple Media podcast stuff. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. I, I yeah. noticed that you did have a podcast. What do you do on your podcast? Or your radio uh, kind show, of, kind of whatever I want. I mean, for, when I first started out on the on seventy seven, which of course is, uh, you know, the iconic uh, New York station, um, the fifty thousand watt, you know, AM station in New York. But you know, now everyone kind of listens on the apps and stuff. You know, uh, um, they sound a lot better. <laughs> and then it, you're trying to find the AM dial in your uh, your two thousand twenty car. <laughs> Um, but uh, but I, I hosted a rock and roll show all summer called Saturday Night Rocks, and I had great guests on from Blues Traveler to, you know, uh, Sugar Ray and Lisa Loeb, Debbie Gibson. I had, you know, athletes and Broadway stars, uh, David Bryan from Bon Jovi, stuff like that, and, uh, you know, have a great playlist. And then this past fall, I hosted a show called Radio Broadway, which is a bit more traditional sort of soundtracks and cast recordings, you know, Rodgers and Hammerstein, um, you know, Lieber and Stoller, um, some more contemporary stuff from, let's say, uh, Lloyd Webber and, you know, even Sondheim, but um, that was a lot of fun, had some great guests. And now... Um, doing a bit more pop culture for with them you know entertainment so i've had um some some sports guests on uh thursday i have this gossip columnist we'll talk you know the new kardashians and hulu we'll talk you know whatever housewife uh you know gossip is is happening for the week and um it's a lot of fun man it's just kind of keeps me rolling and going and i love working with john katsmatidis he's a, a dear friend and uh you know, the billionaire from the block. He's a great, great Greek, you know, tycoon, but also a dear friend. And he owns uh, Red Apple Media and, and WABC. And um, he's been good to me. And, you know, I just help him try to, you know, create as much content as we can. So how did you, how did your career path steer you into getting into Foreigner's Journey? What was it, the path that took you to that? I, I Definitely Rock of Ages, you know. Um, they uh, The guys have been playing for years um, in different versions of their band. I think it's been Foreigner's Journey for several years now. They had a great singer, and he just... I think had an opportunity. He got married, and he moved down to Florida. And, you know, I just felt like I think they felt like they, they were playing the same, you know, five or ten places over and over again, and they wanted to take it to the next level. And um, so they reached out to me, frankly, like they cold called me, like by sending me a message on like Facebook, you know, <laughs> and Paul got me on the phone and got my manager on the phone. And I just said, you know what, now's the time for me to go take a ride up to Boston. I'll meet these guys. And look, I'm a businessman as well. I, I recognize that this is a a solid entity it's a money maker um the audiences love it you know we we get well over five figures um in guarantees a show i mean that's that's 
you know, there are a lot of national touring acts that don't make, you know, a third of that, you know, and so, and what I bring to it is, is something special, you know, I think the audiences have responded to our collaboration and they know me from American Idol and Broadway and stuff and it's just been a natural fit, you know, um, I love the material. It's funny, before Rock of Ages, you know, Journey and Foreigner, they are a little before my time, actually. I was going to ask uh, you if you've had a chance to see the original bands. In no, um, I, never the original Journey, but of course I knew Randy Jackson, who was an early member of of Journey on bass. Um, never met Steve Perry, but met Neil Sean and Jonathan. Um, they were very supportive of Rock of Ages. And I do believe we really, as Rock of Ages, um, that and maybe the Sopranos, you know, playing uh, Don't Stop in their finale, I think we really contributed to their massive resurgence over the last decade. They, I mean, they're playing Coachella. They couldn't be bigger right now. I mean, a whole new generation is discovering Journey, no matter who's in the band, you know, who's singing or whatever i mean I, I i'd love it to be me but i know arnell <laughs> is doing a great job foreigner um you know for me they're great we 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 had a few of their songs in rock of ages um and uh even if they were just little clips of it um i did uh i was fortunate enough to see lou graham perform with the surviving members of um foreigner at the songwriters hall of fame maybe maybe five or ten years ago i've I, I usually get invited to that event every year i performed i in, inducted jim steinman with meatloaf uh one year and i uh, performed a medley of meatloaf hits and, and it was pretty cool and uh and lou graham performed with foreigner and they were fucking awesome and you it just made you think like what what's what why why don't they play together hmm. um so i don't know you hear a million stories i've gotten to know mick jones um and um and phil carson his manager of foreigner over the years and they were working on developing a musical of their own called jukebox hero but um you know it's tough great name great idea great catalog but you know, Rock of Ages, it's tough to compete with that because we, it's you can't you can't just whip together a, a story and you know everyone and their mothers tried to do it from Aerosmith to Foreigner to every and you know Pat Benatar and everyone's working on it. We already did it, you know, so it's it's tough. We already did it, and it's like we did it in such a clever and smart way. Um, and with a lot of heart and it's so hard to tell that kind of like wannabe rock star story any other way so yeah if you're gonna do it you have to come up with a completely unique book right you know it just can't be a predictable like you know jukebox hero you know it's got it's just got to it, it's, it can't be like the kid who like you know wanted to be a rock star it just can't be that it's got to be it's got to be something completely unique and i think that's what people are starting to realize so um it's really hard to make it on broadway it is really fucking hard oh i'm and, sure um, so um so you know they've been great and supportive and look man i'm so blessed i've, I've gotten to do you know some super high profile things or super low key things i've had ups and downs and you know for me to do some shows you know a few a few shows a month with fj and me has been great you know i'm, I'm playing out with postmodern jukebox some shows coming up I now what are you doing with them um i do some shows with them i'll, I'll be with them in morristown uh, this coming weekend 
uh, are you actually performing in the band or on? Oh, cool. I often, uh, either like MC or I'll, and perform or I'll be like the special guest star or something like that. But I'm not like a permanent member, but like they call me, you know, for like, you know, certain engagements and stuff. So I'm, I'm playing some with them coming up this weekend and I have a new Broadway show in the works. Uh, like I said about Alan Freed, uh, called rock and roll man. That's, uh, slated for, um, an upcoming season. And, uh, we've been working hard at that and just that's it, man. There's no 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 sleep till Brooklyn, you know. <laughs> so, do you play any instruments in the in the band? No, no, I don't. Um, they they I leave that to the professionals. <laughs> do you play any instruments at all? Yeah, I you know I, I I graduated Boston Conservatory. Had to you know plunk my way through piano and music theory and stuff. So I what what did John Lennon say? You, uh, I'm a musician. You give me a tuba and I'll get you something out of it, right? <laughs> um, but I, you know, I can I can play, uh, you know, a little guitar and a little bass and a little drums and a little piano. But you know, I don't I don't I'm I'm a front man. I'm a, I'm a singer. I'm a grip it and rip it, uh, a park it and bark it kind of singer. You know, and uh, I'm performing up there. And I don't I'm too shy to play anything on stage for sure. But in writing or and just doodling around and writing stuff, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. Okay. So my mother is a big fan of yours. I think she's she's seen you in Rock of Ages and uh, uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Actually, has a photo with you too. She she's met oh. you once or twice, and she's she's a big fan of yours. She she loves you. Oh, uh, that's my demo. The moms. Yeah, she's a she's a big Broadway person. That's why, and she knows all the uh, knows all the ins and outs of all the shows and she can remember shows that she saw 40 years ago 50 years ago she remembers details of (laughs) she has a filing system of programs and such so that's wonderful you know it's it's truly to me the highest the highest art form um that performing arts and that kind of storytelling you know just the beginning the middle the end the, the journey we take you on, no pun intended, um, the, the variety of styles and, and you know, just, I don't know, there's so many different types of, I mean, the musical can be anything now. It's not just Oklahoma. I mean, even Oklahoma's not Oklahoma anymore. They did right, a right. modern production of it recently, um, completely deconstructed the whole thing. It's, it's just brilliant what audiences are... Um, seeing these days and there's so many young great composers too that are getting chances you see with Pasek and Paul I mean they're hugely successful now they wrote Dear Evan Hansen they wrote you know um, The uh, Greatest Showman and all of those tunes Um, and they're barely 30 years old you know there's some other young composers out there that are doing great stuff and then you have like the sarah Bareilles types that take an obscure film like waitress a little indie that you know didn't do much you know as far as cinema but it was it was heartful and and a, and a good story and well acted and she turns it into a mega broadway commercial hit you know with her beautiful storytelling and and songwriting there, there's you know you could of course you got the you can always go see hugh jackman and music man you know classic and you know you have hades town which is a completely unique um experience in its own it's kind of the steampunk kind of indie rock greek uh tragedy very cool um there's just so much to see 
you know, for sure. And great, great plays as well, Daniel. Daniel Craig is coming with um, the Scottish play for a limited engagement. We're all excited about that. Growing up, what were your biggest inspirations for, for you getting involved in music? Uh, I mean, what bands, what musicals, what what yeah. led you to on the path of music? What was it that inspired you? Know, just you? like the earliest memories of, you know, I'm the youngest of five. My brother and sister are much older than me. <clears throat> my folks um, were much older than other my other friends' parents. And it was rare that the five of us were in the house together, like sharing a Sunday night movie or dinner. But I do remember those few times that we did and we would watch the Wizard of Oz or the original West Side Story. My mother would point out all the Greeks from Brooklyn. She knew the Jerome Roberts dancers, you know, they would that Greeks playing jets or sharks, you know, and, uh, you know, I just, that movie just left off the screen to me, you know, and uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. And my brother is an insanely talented artist as well. And he, he's put out, you know, so many albums. Um, he's, as a writer, a, a singer, um, a producer, um, Ethan Maroulis is his name. He's been in lots of different goth bands and industrial and put out neo-jazz records. And as a producer, he's done some wonderful reissues and, and, and so many titles. So he was always a big influence on me as well. And he got me into, you know, David Bowie and Sinatra and Nat King Cole and The Doors and Jane's Addiction. And my sister was into like New Wave in the 80s. So, you know, I'm... A, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm an '80s MTV era kind of kid, so she, I was listening to her like early U2 and The Cure and The Smiths and The Echo and The Bunnymen, and you know, and then comes Bon Jovi and Guns N' Roses for me and Madonna and you know all that stuff was huge for me. But um, definitely Jesus Christ Superstar and West Side Story as far as like musical theater, that was always like those were always my my big uh, my big influences for sure. Great. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about the show uh, coming up at the Stadium Theater with the uh, Foreigner's Journey. So do you split the show into two pieces as far as Foreigner and Journey, or you do intermingle the songs throughout the night? Uh, yeah, we, we actually intermingle everything uh, throughout the night, and then we have a big sort of finale we do where we involve a lot of Rock of Ages, so we have some surprises in store for you guys. Um, so it's not just Foreigner and Journey. We have everything from Quiet Riot to Queen and to uh, Poison and David Lee Roth. We mash up this big uh, finale for everyone where we do a little uh, we do a little Twisted Sister. We do a little uh, <laughs> little of everything there. So it's a lot of fun. But no, we basically go tune for tune. Um, we don't really, it's, you know, tribute bands are so everywhere right now. I mean, they, you know, growing up in Jersey, they were they were always tribute bands. Uh, we don't like try to pretend to be the band we don't try to look like them or necessarily sound like them we just you know we we celebrate those songs but we interpret them our way we we, we play their catalogs but you know we do them our way it's 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 a lot of fun you know well, audience seem to really dig it it's good to know that because i i play in a tribute band too and so we we do it the same way too we don't try to we, I play in a Neil Young tribute band, and we don't oh, try cool. to be Neil Young. We basically sing with our own voices and interpret the music our own way. Yeah, I mean that's cool. That's a, that's that's I I prefer that. You know, but other bands, you know, they you know my friends that are in almost Queen and Unforgettable oh. Fire, they actually are twin brothers. I don't know if you know that the singers Anthony and Joe are twin brothers. No, I didn't and, know uh, that. I, I've heard of the bands, but I didn't know they were twins. 
they're twin brothers. They look nothing alike. They're, they're both their parents were, I think their mother's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like she's saying, my boyfriend's back or something oh, really? like that. Yeah, hmm. and uh, the father was like a, a big band era kind of swing singer, and they're 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 so interesting. Now they you know perform Freddie Mercury and Bono like they right they do it and Unforgettable Fire they've been together like thirty years. Yeah, I've I've heard of them for a long time. So. And they look just freaking like them. And even the Edge has even performed with them. Really. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It's cool, and I, that's great for them. That's not what I do. No, it's it's fine because, like I said, I do the same thing. So I, I, you know, we just play the music our way. So hell yeah. Um. So I hope you and your families are well. Thanks so much for talking for so long. I appreciate it. My problem. Not my my problem. My <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> um. My problem. No. My pleasure, and we'll speak soon. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Later. Okie dokie. Thanks to Constantine Morales for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Don't forget about his upcoming show with Foreigner's Journey at the Stadium Theater in Woonsocket on April 16th. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Graysale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. Thanks for listening. <laughs>